listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. Feel the culture. Ho, oh, friends. Welcome aboard. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. They score. Jonathan Huberto. Elias Lindholm. And the scene of rises at Scotiabank Saddlebone. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hi there. Thursday, it's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Man, we got a busy show for you today. Woo! It's crazy busy. What's Thursdays around this time of year, we get after it. And then we just coast into the weekend. That's what we do around here. We got a call an Audible this morning, an Omaha, if you will. Uh, we're going to do the Rose Report coming up in a couple minutes. Because Frank Cervalli is going to join us at 6.30. He can only do 6.30 today. So he's going to join us in about 29 minutes. So it has to be ready now? Is that o- what you're telling almost. me? Hmm. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. We'll do that. Um, Ross Tucker at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. CBS analyst, Ross Tucker podcast. Mm-hmm. We got a Thursday nighter tonight. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Justin Fields uh, creating some a kerfuffle in Chicago with the Bears, blaming everybody but himself. Yeah, which is didn't, which didn't is he not kind of like take blame yesterday after laying blame on everybody yeah, but because himself. somebody sat down. Like they make him robotic. That's what he was kind of describing that the the coach yeah. playing coaching style is making him robotic. Well, guys, right? they have two designed runs all year, and their defensive coordinator it's Justin just, Fields just resigned or. Fired. Chicago's yeah, something, bad. Something going on with that. It's a bad group. Yeah. Yeah. There were reports that he got raided by the FBI. That yeah. Were but debunked. then there was reports that it wasn't. And there's some some weird situation yeah. going on there. The guys that I trust said that it was not raided. I'm going with that. Mm. <laughs> and uh, we're giving away Heritage Classic tickets. Uh, Ryan Leslie going to join us at eight o'clock. Although it says Megan Mickelson on her lineup. Oops. It's okay. She can join us again if she wants. What am I doing here? Oh, I just just didn't uh, that part out. Oops. And then, and Mm then, Mm -hmm. uh, we got NFL Big Bets coming up at uh, 8.30. Yes, sir. See how we can uh, do the picks here. And then if uh, Sean McVay doesn't kick a meaningless field goal to beat a spread, that's something I want to ask Ross Tucker about (laughs) because he has a a betting podcast. Yes, he does. I want to ask Ross Tucker about that. Bet the board. No, that's Todd Furman. Mm. My pal Todd Furman. Even money. Even money. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. Something. I, I was thinking money. money. All I was thinking was my frontpagestory.com. That's go. all I was thinking. That's all it matters. Um, also, um, I have an update on the F-35 fighter jet oh. plane. The one that crashed? I have zombie, an update. The zombie, the zombie plane? Yes. Huh. I have an update on Apparently that. Apparently it was worth $100 million, oh, not even 70 better. Really? Yeah. What's $100 million to the U.S. military? Yeah. Industrial military complex. Nothing. Um, got an update on that. And also, um, Matty Rose, you didn't realize, but Chris Mad Dog Russo, mm-hmm. super famous sports broadcaster down south. He mm-hmm. uh, he does first take on ESPN. Yeah. He's essentially you. What do you mean? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By what standard? What are you talking you wanna about? You want to hear the clip before we get to the Rose report? 
It's up to you. I got time today for sure. Um, GVP, I put it in sports. It's Mad Dog Russo. Yeah, I got it here. And um, he was uh, talking about what his weekend plans are. Big hmm. game this weekend in college football. Hmm. Colorado, Oregon State. Big game. Yeah. Oregon. Sorry, Oregon. Yes. It's, not, a, it's a big game because the Ducks, Dion's part the Ducks of it. are big time. Yeah. Deion Sanders. They're the it team right now in college football. 3 0 versus 3 0 Oregon. Oregon is favored by three touchdowns in this game. Mm-hmm. So they should wax them. Um, Chris Mad Dog Russo talking about his weekend plans. And you know oh, the first yeah. person I thought about? <laughs> I think I did see this. Matty Rose. Uh, why don't you play the clip, GVP? The missus is away. Mad dog. My visiting my son in Flagstaff who was coaching Northern Arizona. I talked yep. to the oh, basketball. Yep, yep. So the missus is away. Be lousy weather. Right? It's going to be lousy in AZ? No, it's going to be lousy, lousy oh, here. Oh, here, here. Rain. Yeah. So I can't get my golf or tennis in. You know, my little right, tennis right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am going to I'll get a run in. I'll take the two dogs, Bo and Riley, for a walk. Oh. At about 12 o'clock, I'll sit down. I'll make an early cocktail. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut yeah. a gummy in half. Which, yes, sir. Gummy. Cut a gummy in half. Uh, cut a gummy in half. Keep listening. Uh, cut a gummy in half. Oh, I he we got Florida State half. Clemson. He did. Cut I like the Florida State quarterback. Yeah. I'll do something there. At about 325, Wait. when I'm sourced, at about, I'm yes. not driving in the house, 325, I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. 718-504. I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. Rob, you know what? What the hell? I, I can't root for Oregon. All right. You know, I'll pretend on TV. Put 10 dimes on Colorado. It's probably Colorado and Dion. Let's win the game. <laughs> 10 dimes. 10 dimes Yo. for those you don't know. A Yo. dime is a $1,000 yeah. in gambling speak. So that's 10 gur. Yeah. On Colorado. <laughs> on so Colorado. he's going to His wife's up. away. Yeah, wife's away. Yeah. Uh, also, better half is also away this weekend, which is hilarious. Okay. But this is actually might be my Sunday. Yeah. No, just kidding. I got, they won't be my Saturday. I got, I got to work, but it's fine. Wakes up. Yeah. Walks a pup. Yeah. Sure. Early cocktail. Sign yep. me up. Uh-huh. I wonder what he's drinking, but. And then I thought he said a gummy and a half, but he said he was going to cut one in half. Yeah, he's going to cut one in half. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. I guess start slow, sure. Yep. And then start watching some football and start calling your bookie. Yep. What a Saturday. I told you. <laughs> what a Saturday. It's like It's like you without the bookie part, I guess. No, I just. Fat Rob is a good name for a bookie. Yeah, Fat Rob. I thought it was going to be like a pizza joint. Yeah, Fat Rob is a good name for a bookie. Mm-hmm. Um, we got lots to do, uh, this morning, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, mm-hmm. Ryan Leslie, uh, training camps officially underway. Will be this morning, which is fun. Nine o'clock. Uh, they had the testing yesterday. We'll talk to Ryan Leslie about that. You know, it's refreshing. Uh, there's no PTOs for the Calgary flames. Love it. Exactly what, what, what the fan base wanted. Hey, why don't you give some young guys a chance? Oh, they'll get a chance during training camp. And we're giving away tickets to the heritage classic at seven 30 mm-hmm. because we're so busy today. We got to do it at 7.30. And then we'll do Expendables to wrap up the show after NFL Big Bets. Yeah. Love Oof. it. We got a lot to do. Heaps today. We got so much to do. Uh, but the Blue Jays had a big Excuse win. Me. Oh, and by the way, I have an update. Yeah. On the uh, F-35. Mm. Big update. Yeah. Huge update. Perfect. On the fighter jet. I'm in. That uh, was in quote-unquote zombie mode. <laughs> yes. And crashed. 100 schmil, baby. Oh, well. Uh, but right now, uh, it's time for the uh, the oh, Rose well. Report, and it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast.
Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Oh, friends, welcome to your Thursday. And I guess kind of the NHL season. The Flames start camp today. Jays and Yankees played game two of three. Week three of the NFL season gets underway. Little update from Stampeders practice and aliens. But does anybody care? I, again, I I just don't get it. I Like, they're literally telling. Okay, anyway, go ahead. We'll get there. We'll get there. But mind you, that alien that looked like those two aliens Whoa, looked in the box. Okay. We'll get there. Is it cake? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Bite it! Yeah. Bite it! Is, is it, it cake? cake? I don't, is it cake? <laughs> Could be. We'll get to the aliens later, but we will okay. start with the flames. It was only positive vibes. Only positive vibes at the physical fitness testing yesterday. Training camp is now here. They have their first on-ice session at 9 a.m. Three groups, 64 participants, 35 forwards, 22 blue liners, seven goalies. You can see how they're all split up on the Flames website, or you can go check out Steinberg's Twitter. They play their first home game Sunday at 6 o'clock. All the practice sessions are going to be at the Saddle Dome. There'll be media avails. Well, the whole pregame, postgame show on Sunday, Megan Mickelson's going to be doing her first game, doing color with Wills. It's here, my, my, my dude. I was reading Brad Marchand's name. I was gonna. Say, I don't know what I was doing. There. Are you okay? I don't know. Did you? Uh, did you mad dog Russo it? Did you cut a gummy yeah. in half? <laughs> cut a gummy in half. Coming cocktail, to work. Cocktail. Yeah. Walk your dogs. Early cocktail. Yeah, yeah. you know me. It's here, buddy. Uh, a couple of other notes from the NHL. Some from the show during yesterday. Brad Marchand, captain of the Bruins. Mm. Mm, not really a shocker. Thing, yeah, it's not a shocker. But dude's what thirty five. Yeah, he's like. I, I think he's like thirty three. No, I think he's older than that. No, I thought it was Bergeron. He was 35. No, Bergeron's older than that. Marshawn is 35. Thank you. I'll go sit outside, I guess. Get out. Thank you. Lightning captain. No, he's old. Yeah, That's what he, I'm saying. He's old. You know, yeah. it's the it's it's the away from the NHL trend the of younger captains. Yeah, would have been Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy but also like picked. when you think about it, you're like Brad Marchand is not the captain over Charlie McAvoy. I think it, it, he's not. That's true too. What I think what they're trying to do is you're trying to keep that Bruins culture alive. Marchand's the last of his era, like of the Bergeron, the Charas, like those guys were the captains. Yeah, it makes sense that Marchand would be the yeah. last of that era. Captain. Yeah, but but the Bruins, as an organization, they play a specific brand of hockey. Yeah, of course, and Marchand fits that, that they're bill. synonymous yeah. for, right? Yep. Yep. Philadelphia like, would be the same way when they name their captain. Of course, the eventually. Philadelphia Flyers have a. You know, be tough, Broad Street bullies kind of thing, yeah. which really doesn't exist in today's league anymore. No, Nicolas at all. You can't. Yeah, I can't. You could, you get just roasted on yeah, the power play. You go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> or that too. <laughs> like, yeah, you want to beat up the Oilers and they score like six power play goals. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. great. We're gonna take a stick awesome. to your head. Yeah. Uh, Lightning captain Steven Stamkos talked about not wanting to get a or about wanting to get a contract done prior to training camp, as he is entering the final year of his current deal. But no discussions with the Bolts, and he's not happy. I've been disappointed in, in the lack of of talk in that regard. So it was something that I expressed at the end of last year that I wanted to get something done before training camp started. Um, there haven't been any conversations. So. Okay, I, I get it, and he's upset, and he's disappointed. Why go? Why go public with it? Feels a little weird for the captain to do, you know? That's what I mean. Why go public with it? 
you're why, unhappy. Why have zero discussions with your captain after yeah. he has scored 76 goals over the last two seasons? That's fair. I think there's there's fault on both sides, yeah. obviously. Uh, Stamkos saying, yeah, maybe it's it, this has been building for over a year now. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to be playing in less than a month here. I have no future of what I'm going to be doing next year. I, I get why he's angry. And this is a guy who's dealt with injuries in his past. Yeah. He's had some very healthy he years recently. Security. But maybe, I don't blame maybe him Maybe that's for why the Lightning... Maybe they don't want to give him that long-term if, if Stamkos is looking for... Five plus to get him to that retirement type now, age. The other thing about these injuries is they're not like they're like broken bones and stuff. Yeah. Right? Like he had that one broken leg type of situation. Blood clot. Yeah. I I understand if you're Tampa, but also when you're giving six and a half million dollars to Chernak and to Hagel <laughs> and all of these guys. They made their bed. If I was Stamkos too, I'd be like, what the yeah. hell, man? Yeah. I'm the I'm the guy. Or they're I've been the guy. <laughs> or they're okay with letting him walk. Maybe they don't want to pay him what? But what? But what's he gonna get? If they if they is resign it, Steven Stamkos today, what does he get? Oh god, he's at eight and a half right now. What's he at? Thirty-two, thirty-three. What's his age? Yep. Okay. It's right do you, do you want to do that? Do you want to marry yourself to Steven Stamkos for what? The next six years? Yeah. <laughs> at eight and a half million. And you think Steven Stamkos is going to take a two-year deal to play for the Lightning? Hell no. But I mean, like, I I get what he's saying. He's not in the business of chasing trophies. Yeah, and that's a contract that's based on past performance and potentially not future performance. Yep. And pro sports is tough, man. Like, it's, it's <laughs> you, a tough business. That 30. The Lightning have paid that guy a lot of money, yeah. and he lives a cool lifestyle in yeah. Tampa Bay. If he Go ahead and maybe hit unrestricted free agency. He had his last be- year in... He had his best year in 21-22. No, I... I he had no, 106 I, points and 42 bingos. I get it. I get it. But again, dealt with issues, dealt with injury issues. What's the, what's the contract years, length? Not for years, though. But what's the contract length? I, it's got to be five or more. Four? That's what I mean. Five? I guess. Like, But the, the cap the is allegedly... Was, allegedly, the cap is going up. Allegedly. Everything we've been told, allegedly, it's going up. So maybe there is more wiggle room. And you're right. When they're giving you know, these big deals to those, you're like, "Whoa, that much money for Brandon Hagel?" Yeah, like look at this. They you gave, gave up what for Tanner Janot, and now you're signing him to an extension. What? Yeah, exactly. Like the Brandon Hagel six and a half. You got Anthony Sorelli at six and a quarter. You gave Sergachev eight and a half. Hedman okay, Sergachev eight. eight and a half. Yeah. Chernak at five point two. Like the list goes not, on of all these pay guys. Hedman here in two years. Yep. I don't know. I would love to see Steven Stamkos somewhere else because the Bolts have become annoying to me, yep. and Steven Stamkos has always been a favorite of mine. Let's ask uh, Frank Cervalli mm-hmm. what that deal would look like. In Toronto, Willie Nylander going to start camp at center. We Willie Nylander! <laughs> also, Matt Murray needs surgery, and Jake Muzzin won't play this year. Serious surgery? Yes. Yeah. Quote, serious surgery. I don't know what that means, but it's serious. Uh, Four- yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, do you see how much Tree was sweating during that uh, <laughs> presser yesterday? I didn't, but I was like... He was working up a I was like, why does he look strange? It's because he's wearing blue, and he never wore blue when well, he was here. He's repping his new team. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, I don't know. Like This is like a, a direct shot over the bow on uh, uh, John Tavares. We actually don't think you can play center at an elite level anymore, so let's just, you know, hopefully William Nylander can play center. Then like, okay, now we can give him the $9 million yeah, he exactly. wants because he's our second-line center. 
Like, we all saw this with John Tavares last year, though, right? Like, when you watch oh, the we Leafs. We saw it, this two years ago when yeah. he was getting caved in on five and five minutes against the Lightning. Uh, also, former Flame Paul Byron has retired. Yes. He'll Lord join the Habs in a player devo- development role. Good. If you ever needed someone to pull out a shorthanded breakaway and yep. miss the net, oh, yep. this boy was your guy. Great the skater, guy. though. Oh, wonderful skater. Excellent skater. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's how you get shorthanded breakaways. In Edmonton, Matias Ekholm going to miss the start of camp with a hip flexor injury. Mm. Jays and Yankees, no Vladdy yesterday. Late scratch, right knee discomfort. Um, Kevin Gossman was on the bump. John Schneider did say about Vladdy, he's a little bit banged up, but he is good. So probably not looking at an IL stint, but something to watch for as the season winds down here. Uh, strike zone yesterday. Bit of a oh mess. Oh, my goodness. What a gross. <laughs> Robot umps now. He's dying. Are you okay today? <laughs> Medic. <laughs> Uh, man, I couldn't get over this yesterday. Aaron Boone got tossed in the second yeah, inning. Yeah, Aaron Boone always gets tossed. I know. He does. <laughs> and it really does feel like he's just trying to get his money's worth at this point as a Yankees team is going to miss the playoffs. But at this point, you can't be having a strike zone like this. Yeah. It was despicable. Uh, the Lance, Lance Barrett was behind the dish uh, <laughs> yesterday. That strike call on Kevin Kiermeyer, oh. where it was like an inch oh. off the ground, and he goes strike, and yeah, like, like, are you kidding me right now? That's the one that set up a full count. He ended up getting a walk anyways. Yeah, but still, but I know. Exactly. Let me like, just want to go home. Like again, I I know it's really really tough to be an umpire because the the amount of speed, the, how hard these guys throw, the amount of spin and movement on these balls, it's hard to be an umpire. My man Lance Barrett sucked yesterday. He was terrible. He sucked bad. Here's a question for all of you. Do you think after like a week of training, you could be an MLB umpire and do a better job than some of these guys? Oh, God. I'd, have, <sighs> I, I'd want to start in the minors. <laughs> like, get me down in like short season single A. Get me up. I'll go okay. to Vancouver. Right. So I'll go to New Hampshire. Let me go okay. to that, Eastern that League. Florida Complex okay. League. Yeah. 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 I mean, just start me down where in there. Don't, where they where don't, they don't keep even score. Keep score. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah I messed up. It's, yeah. like, it's like eight-year-old <laughs> soccer. They just don't keep score. You Listen. don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> I can ump a slow-pitch game, so I'm pretty sure I could do it with a week of training. <laughs> like, again, I could have blew that call that uh, Lance Barrett had last night on Kevin Kiermeier. Steve Reich. Steve Reich? <laughs> yeah. Just blindfold me. I'll yeah. just guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, robot well. umps now. <laughs> robot umps now. Now with the robot, I know we can't do it on this, but like, are they going to be an actual robot, or is it going to be like a laser behind the the batter that measures it, or is it going to be like an actual robot? I was hoping for like the no, Fox be... football robot, yeah. Cletus. It, no, it'd be cool, Cletus. It'd be, I know you knew that. <laughs> you know, it's, it would be awesome if it was a giant robot behind the plate. But no, I would imagine and, like, you try it like Aaron Boone tries to yell at that, yeah. and he just pulls out like yeah. a Robocop gun. <laughs> no, I would imagine it would still be the umpire behind the plate, but they would get buzzed ball or strike. Ah, uh, like. VAR. And they still have to manage mm. the game, right? Yeah. That's fair. Not like a huge robot that like rips humans in half when they yell at him. Yeah. We're okay. still 100 years away from that. Right. Okay. With robot umps, though, like manager ejections will go down drastically. And that's well, yeah. one of the cooler parts of baseball. Yeah, but <laughs> again, like, <laughs> that's just, fighting it. That, yeah. that, again, that, that's what people say. Oh, the human element in baseball, the ejections. Oh, what about, you know, putting dirt? Like, really? You want to sit there and watch, you know, What's his when name? John Brett Gibbons. Boone just dropped F-bomb after F-bomb at an umpire? Like, okay, when great. When John Gibbons would waddle his way out of the oh, yeah. and get hit. Let him know. So here's a little. You knew he was going to get <laughs> yes. Here's a little history lesson for you guys, because I know you guys love your sports history. 
Do you know in the 1800s in Major League Baseball, there was no umpires? Fans called balls and strikes from <laughs> the stands? D- yes, you've mentioned that before, which <laughs> yes. is... It's unbelievable. GVP doesn't know that. <laughs> Do you imagine you're sitting in the front row, you're like, ball. You're like, what now? <laughs> then you get punched That's right in the That's why Ty Cobb went into the stands, right? Yeah. Guys in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Ty Cobb, bad dude. <laughs> bad dude. Yeah, bad watch dude. that Watch that movie with Tommy Lee Jones. Cobb. Cobb. Intense. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Boone got tossed before a run Why was scored. Why do I keep calling him Brett Boone? It's Aaron I Boone. I, Brett's like a better player. Yeah, I know. <laughs> First run came into the third inning. 1-0. Right back off the pitcher, King. He can't make the play. And from shortstop, Volpe picks it up with the bare hand. He's got no play. Kiermaier comes in to score. And on the bank shot off the pitcher, it's one nothing Toronto. Almost snagged by the pitcher, Michael King. Instead, scores Kiermaier. The Jays were off and running. That was the only run scored while the starters were in. Gossman went six innings to shut out ball. He allowed three hits, three walks, racked up 10 Ks along the way. Punchies. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mitch King on the other side. He went six innings. He allowed well, he one good. earned run on five Nasty. hits. No walks and a whopping 13 strikeouts. Punchies. Yes, sir. <laughs> Tommy Canley came in as a reliever, and boy, did he struggle in the eighth. A 3-2. Inside ball four. Walks wild pitches and an inability to throw strikes. Bring home the second run of the night. 3-1. Low, ball four. Thank you. It's now 3-0 Toronto. Uh The last four batters that have come to the plate for the Blue Jays have been issued walks. Back-to-back, bases loaded free passes. Yeah, gross. Thank you. (laughs) That is a bad pitching performance. Jays took a lead. They would tack on a couple other runs in the ninth. They would eventually win this one 6-1. And they have now won six straight games against the AL East, George. Or five straight, pardon me. Big bounce back for uh, Kevin Gosman over his last Mm -hmm. five starts. He was riding the struggle bus. Looked like Kevin Gosman again yesterday. Right up there. Now tied fourth all-time. Most strikeouts for a Blue Jays pitcher (laughs) in a season. Do you know the other three? Uh, let's see, Roger Clemens. Correct. Um, David Wells? Nope. Nope. Uh, a couple years ago, very tight pants. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. Bobby Ray. Yeah, very um, tight pants. His pants are so tight, you can see his text messages through his pants. I'm glad you said text <laughs> messages there. Yeah. Woo! Ah, uh, miss old Southpaw tight pants. <laughs> Uh, on the out-of-town scoreboard, the Jays got no help, so it was a good thing that they won because the Astros, the Rangers, and the Mariners all defeated their opposition. The Astros lead their division. They have a half-game lead on both Texas and Seattle. That's for the AL West. As mm-hmm. far as the wild card goes, Jays are second wild card. They are one game up on both Texas and Seattle. Rangers, Mariners, Astros all off today. Other action on the network that you can watch. Rays host the Angels at 11. That's on Sportsnet West. Orioles visit the Gardens on Sportsnet 1. That is this afternoon. And the Giants and Dodgers play at 8. That'll also be on Sportsnet 1. Jays go at 5 o'clock against the Yankees. Jose Barrios going to be on the mound. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's here uh, Cole on the mound for the Yankees. This one's tough. That's why last night was so important. Yeah, you got to get that win, and then yeah. you have to face Garrett Cole tonight. Roy Halladay, Patrick. Oh, I was going to say Roy. Of course. Yeah. Those Clemens. I, uh, that, I, for real, Ray. that was actually going to be my guess. Roy. Yeah. Uh, Roy Halladay, uh, Roger Clemens, Roy Halladay, Robbie Ray, and now Kevin Gosman. There you go. And then uh, he passed A.J. Burnett, who pitched like one year for the Jays. He's like, bye, I'm going to opt out <laughs> and go to the Yankees and yeah. win a World Series. Yeah. How could he? Week three of the NFL gets going tonight. We got the Giants and the Niners from San Fran at 620. No Saquon Barkley for this one. New York. 
a ten and a half point underdog. I'll be glued though. Total set at forty four. Uh, perhaps week four we get Barkley back, but uh, the Giants are also going to be without their starting left tackle. Mm. Oh boy, could be tough against Nick uh, Bosa. Is going to buckle off. up. Yeah. Uh, this game's in San Fran, so we don't have to Home worry opener. about Daniel Jones' Achilles. Home opener for the Niners as, as much. Well. A uh, bunch of notes from yesterday in the NFL. The Browns signed Kareem Hunt after losing Nick Chubb mm. for the season, although Jerome Ford is expected to be the lead back this mm. week. That's what they said in the Somebody media. Somebody spent $80 on Jerome Ford in, in my league, one of my leagues. $80 out of their $100 fab budget. Like, come on. Ugh. You don't know if he's going to be the number. They could easily trade for you, a running back. You knew that they were going to get somebody. Yeah. Kenyon Drake sound, signed in uh, Baltimore. Justice Hill probably not going to play week three. And uh, Cam Akers got traded from mm. the Rams. He's now a member of the Vikings after they amassed only 69 yards rushing nice. through two weeks of the season. Glad Thank you wasted like a top four-round pick on Alexander Madison. Yep, I was uh, one of them. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's uh, pretty much done. He's going to split carries. Yep. Swap fifth and sixth-round picks in 2026 to get the deal done. Also, defensive coordinator of the Bears, Alan Williams, resigned yesterday. Go Bears! Uh, he didn't coach in week two. There was a report that he had his house raided by the FBI, but that was proven to be false by NFL Insider. Chicago has had Justin Fields saying all sorts of things about coaches and then having to backtrack this week. Been a bit of a mess in Chicago. Gross. Yeah, I. Uh, some of this is on Fields, too. Dude holds on to the ball way too long, and this is something we can talk to Ross Tucker about. And I, and I get it. The Bears are a mess right now. A lot of expectations in Chicago. Maybe they can turn the page. The division seems like it's wide open. And all of a sudden, there's still the Bears and Justin Fields. I, I, I don't know. Like, i just well, one of those guys. I just, like, is he a franchise quarterback, like, isn't he? He ran the ball a lot. 1,100 yards. Second most ever by a quarterback. Or most ever by a quarterback or whatever it was. But his passing never, never impressed you me You want a crazy year. question? Who, yeah. who would you rather have moving forward? Brock Purdy or Justin Fields? Brock Purdy. <laughs> okay. Depends on my scheme. It is. Purdy's a schemed guy. Because so. if, if if I got if I got weapons on the outside, then I'm like going Brock, Brock Purdy, Purdy all day. But if I need a quarterback that can make something happen out of nothing, I then wonder, I'm going Justin who Fields. Can't throw? And listen, I understand that he's not Pat Mahomes and he's not Lamar Jackson. I just wonder what he'd be like outside of Chicago. That place just kills Guys, quarterbacks. Guys, once again. Two designed runs through two games yeah. with Justin Fields. They made a mm-hmm. joke about him having wheels for legs in an ad, yeah. and yeah. they are not using him to run the ball. What are you doing? I like your passion this morning, Rose. I have Justin Fields in fantasy. Oh, okay. I am just I driving he me just wants nuts. Him to get going okay. here. Stamps practice yesterday. Uh, Kadeem carries healthy. Tommy Lee Lewis is back in practice. Defensive backs Trey Roberson, Shaq Richardson, and Michael Griffin did not practice. They'll play Saturday at two against the Alouettes. The weather looks great for the Pink Power game. As you look to help raise awareness and funds for the battle against women's cancers, pink merchandise is going to be available to buy with proceeds going to Wellspring, Alberta. They do practice again later today. And, uh, George, we're right up against it, but uh, they're not only here, they've been here. And, yes, I am talking about aliens. E.T. Homefone. You'll never see an E.T. Um... Honestly, a bit overrated. Uh, remember last week when there were those weird creatures presented to the Mexican Congress that looked like a mummified E.T. and everyone was like, those are made out of paper mache. Is it cake? Have a yeah. bite of Yeah, well, it turns out that they're uh, they're not paper mache. The bodies have three fingers. They have long necks. They have elongated heads just like E.T. And they are actually built of skeletons. They have not been constructed by humans. Now, the corpses themselves are between 700 and 1800 years old. 
One of them had eggs inside it, too. Uh, they're not from a crash or anything. They were found in an algae mine and became fossilized. Then they were found in 2017. This is interesting because the Mexican government is currently thinking about passing the Aerial Space Protection Law, which would turn Mexico into the first country in the world to acknowledge the presence of aliens on our planet. Hmm. The big question is, does anybody care? I think I, I think this should be a bigger deal. That's a, I <laughs> yeah, think, I think of I course care. it should be. It should be a huge deal. I don't know. We're so worried about little listen, menial things and like, there's bloody listen, aliens on the planet Patrick, now. They've been here for a long time. Patrick, people are busy taking a photo of their dinner and putting it on mm, Instagram. Yeah. Like, people got lives. I'm out here trying to make an early cocktail, cut a gummy in half, <laughs> yeah. and then throw, throw ten, ten girl in Colorado <laughs> yeah, right. to cover his spread against Oregon. Damn right. Aliens kick rocks. Dion Sanders, give me prime time. And good night, and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff. The Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. I'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Frank Cervalli next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The top of the hour, Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker podcast, NFL on CBS analyst. And we're giving away tickets to the Heritage Classic at 730, uh, 960, 960, name and location. We'll also open up the phone lines. Always have a better chance to win. Uh, we want to ask you, give us your hottest training camp flames take. Not the season. Quiet back there, GVP. It's the hottest training camp you flames you hate take. preseason takes. Training I campus. hate the preseason. 960, 960, name and location. Your hottest training camp flames take. 960, 960, name and location. But joining us on the line right now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, NHL insider for Daily Faceoff, we say good morning to Frank Saravalli. Hello, sir. How are you? So my hottest flames take, I'm going to training come right camp. out of the gate. Training camp Training take. camp. Yeah. Training camp. Is that one of the Flames pending UFAs re-signs before the regular season starts? Oh, do you have that maybe? Is, is a little birdie no, telling I, you something? There's nothing tucked away in my pocket. I just know okay. that they're going to make a push. And I just, you know, I have a feeling that one of them is going to relent. Okay. Uh, when they see how the new culture around the Calgary Flames, like, are we underselling that story or overselling it? I think it's just right. Hmm. Chef's kiss. Okay. Is what I would say. Uh, like because... the third bowl of porridge? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Now, now you've gone a bridge too far. <laughs> um, I, I would say it, it's a significant storyline um, because it is different and in a big way. Hmm. it's it's not just the coaching change it's also the regime change at the top and i think for as much as everyone liked and liked playing for brad tree living craig conroy has his own unique burst of energy and i think it's infectious i think it's going to be a significant thing to watch but i also don't know if it's the end all be all like i don't know if that's the one difference that can vault a team from where they were last year and how disappointing it was into the playoffs. I don't think that's how it works. Hmm. One of the biggest stories kind of coming out of these first few days of camp is coming out of Tampa Bay with Steven Stamkos. Excuse me, talking about how hasn't had any contract talks over the course of the entire summer. What did you make of the comments from Steven Stamkos, especially the fact that he did them publicly? Yeah, Maddie, I would say it was an interesting tactic. Um, 
clearly he's frustrated. But I also really, as stern as it might have sounded, I also really liked the response from Julian Brisebois in that as much as keeping Steven Stamkos a Tampa Bay Lightning for life makes a lot of sense and it would be a feel-good story and Stamkos has certainly, you know, rejuvenated his career over the last, you know, few years. Um, He still turns 34 this season and the Lightning are in a really difficult spot. They have won two Stanley Cups with this core. Whenever they get in the playoffs, they're a threat or should be considered one given the pieces that they have. Anytime you can line up Vasilevsky in net with Hedman and Sergachev on the back end and Kucherov point and Stamkos up front. Like, I'm sorry, that's just a formidable five pillars to, to hang your hat on. They should be considered a threat, but last year, obviously they weren't. And I think he wants to get a really good grasp this year of how good is this team? Why would you commit to two, three, four more years of Steven Stamkos when cap space is extremely limited and you're going to have to begin turning over the roster at some point until you know that this team is in a zone to continue to win. What type of contract is Steven Stamkos going to be looking for here? Because, you know, I, I, I felt like players of his age typically got three or four year deals and that was it. And then Chris Letang got a six year deal at the age of 35 last off season. So I don't know what that <laughs> yeah, means anymore. I don't think anymore. that's going to be happening again. Yeah, that probably. What What are you thinking Steven Stamkos is looking at for his next contract? Is it term? Is it dollars? What's the thing he's after? I think it's probably just some commitment term. And I don't think it's like six years like you're talking about, but Give me a nice three-year deal that takes me to age 37 that is not going to break the bank, but I'll still be a really productive player for you. And so I don't know what that AAV looks like. I I certainly wouldn't want to speak on behalf of Steven Stamkos or his camp, but my guess is that having pocketed uh, this year will put him north of $100 million in career earnings, that every last dollar probably isn't what's driving him. It's probably some kind of legacy... I'd like to to finish it out in Tampa thing, but you know I think the Lightning, like I said, they're in an awkward transition period that's just beginning. Frank, is there is there a sense around the league with the salary cap allegedly going up the next couple seasons? Is that something that agents and players are very cognizant of, and that's why maybe they're they're st- standing a little firmer than maybe they were a couple years ago when we had a flat cap because we know all of these things, even with the Leafs and Nylander, yeah, that's great uh, next year, but the things are, are going to be essentially going up and up here, and maybe a lot of players want to get theirs now because they know teams will have a lot more flexibility and will be maybe more flexible to give them those term and those dollars. Look, I think this has 2024 has been circled on the calendar for agents You know, if you're picturing a giant board in someone's office, this year has been circled for a long time because finally teams are going to have that flexibility that you're talking about. But it's also going to be measured. Um, Basically, the way that the MOU is structured is that the cap will increase next summer by four million. So we're looking at 83 and a half to 87 and a half, something in that neighborhood. Now, they could always negotiate something different. It would be up, not down. 
But then the following year after that would would be somewhere around another four to four and a half million bucks, so ninety one or ninety two million. So you, it's right in front of us. Agents and players can taste it; they can see it. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that all of that is coming to a guy that's turning thirty four, for instance. Mm. So, look, the Lightning are one of those teams in the same sort of realm as the Leafs in that they had significant dollars and term committed to all their star players. And this whole time during the pandemic, we're banking, you know, before the pandemic hit that it would be going up and this is how we're going to be able to afford everyone. And they budgeted things out appropriately. They've had to make some really tough decisions after winning the cups, like any cup winning team does to try and keep everyone together. And, um, now, I, you know, I don't think it's necessarily connected to Stamkos, but I'm sure that an Elias Lindholm is, is sitting there saying, uh, hey, wait a second. Uh, Dylan Larkin signed for X. Uh, Bo Horvat signed for Y. And that was with an $83.5 million cap or 82. What's it going to look like for me at hitting the open market next summer when it goes up four for the first time since 2019. Frank Saravalli, NHL insider for Daily Faceoff, joining us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Um, Frank, William Nylander allegedly uh, is going to play center here uh, in training camp in some preseason games. Sorry? They're going to try. Yeah, they're going to try. So how much is this, you know, maybe... Uh, just, just, just justify, maximize the deal he could potentially get from tree living in the Leafs to say, yeah, he's our new second line center. We're going to pay him X because he's very important to our team. Or how much is this an indictment of John Tavares that maybe he just can't play center at this point of his career anymore, or at least effectively in a top six role? I think the correct answer is a little bit of both. Hmm. I think they do have question marks about John Tavares and, his continued production and output, which I think are fair. Uh, I also think there's a, 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 an itch that William Nylander would like to scratch and getting that opportunity at some point um, could maybe satisfy that. I personally believe he's better suited to be a winger than a center, but that's just my own take. What did you make of the – what do you know about Matt Murray's situation? Do you think he's going to play this year? I don't think he's going to play again. Okay. Who do you yeah, think is I, going I to be this – I think it's one of those situations where he – that guy's been, you know, one shot away from the injured list in LTIR for, like, the last four seasons. Mm. doesn't shock anyone that there's some lingering surgery that needs to take place. And, you know, I don't – I actually don't – think there's any cap shenanigans here i think he's actually legitimately injured hmm. does joseph wall have a chance to win that job i think it is joe wall's job i think that's their plan and i think Oof. they have martin jones there for insurance hmm. gonna be tough for the maple leafs uh, this season potentially in goal but they're gonna score a lot of goals they're gonna score yeah, a lot I mean, of goals. they should be fine with samsonov i would say it's not even close to as interesting as the flames crease <laughs> Well, I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked an over-under on this yesterday, and apparently I, or this week I was way too low on this. I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, Eric Francis uh, thinks the number should be nine and a half starts for uh, Dustin Wolf for the Calgary Flames this season. I think that was season. my number. 
Well, I think that was your number. Yeah. Nine and a half stars for Dustin Wolf over under this season. I'll take the over. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I would have smashed. So the does over. that mean Dan Vildar is getting dealt? Don't know. I think, look, I think part of it depends on camp. I don't think the Flames, regardless of Dan Vladar's contract situation, are in any spot, given Jacob Markstrom's play last year, to not be awarding this position based on merit. And I don't care if Dustin Wolf has uh, waiver exemption left. This season is a big, big deal for the Calgary Flames. And you need your best tandem in net possible. Now, that said, I I do think that you're going to see Jacob Markstrom get the lion's share of the work. I don't know if it's going to be 60 games again, like it has been the last couple years. But um, if he falters at all, like they, they can't be afraid to, to go to someone else. That being said, with Dan Vladar, it creates an interesting situation because if Dustin Wolf wins that job, you have a couple of options. You either put Vladar through waivers, where I'm thinking he's going to get claimed, so that's not going to happen, Uh, or you trade him, and I would argue that his value is less than what you paid for him, so you'd be you know, conceding a loss there. Do you see the Flames being comfortable with conceding loss on the price they gave up for Dan Vladar if it comes to that? I I think you're underestimating his value. Um, I think Dan Vladar is a second-round pick in, mm. on the trade market right now. And I also think... Shouldn't they do the that way- yesterday, in fact, if they can get a second-round pick for him? Well, that's the thing. I don't think that's materialized, but I think that's what the price is. And I think that's an accurate and fair price. Um, They signed this contract. It's an interesting spot because he begins a two-year extension. And if you recall, uh, signed uh, almost 11 months to the day last year. It was kind of signed exactly around the another two-year extension that... Uh, will not see any games coached under that extension. Mm. Now, I only bring that up because, not to poke fun at Daryl Sutter, but to say the design on this Vladar contract was that he would have a strong year last year, knowing that Wolf is coming, that you could essentially market Dan Vladar as a a ready-made starter for someone else. Mm. And at a $2.2 million cap hit, is super easy for any team to get on board with. So that was the thought process um, last year and how it played out for Vladar certainly didn't help. But I think this is my understanding, at least in talking to teams around the league is they hold him in a lot higher regard than whatever those numbers last year would indicate. How long is a leash on Jacob Markstrom this season? Personally, I, I, I just mentioned, I don't think it should be very long. Hmm. Um, 892, you're not making the playoffs. Right. It, it's, it's a stone-cold fact. It's not opinion. Um, you cannot make the playoffs with your goalie making 60 starts at anything sub-900. Maybe there's a statistical anomaly here or there that's shown that's the case, but I personally don't believe it's possible, and I think... Here's the thing. You you would love for, for Markstrom to bounce back 
to be the 922 guy that he was two years ago. I don't know if that's realistic, um, but I do think getting him in the 905, 910 range is what, that's what playoff dreams are made of. Hmm. It becomes a simple math, you know, equation. And he doesn't need to, to carry the team into the playoffs. He just needs to not get in the way of the team getting there. If he's not making $6 million a year, is this a true battle for number one in training camp? Yes. I think that's fascinating. Why? I just explained to you. No, no, I know. I get it. I'm just saying, like, again, it's it's the name recognition, right? (laughs) People think Jacob Markstrom, number one goaltender in the NHL. The guy's a slam dunk to be the number one goalie. It's just another instance where the contract is is kind of forcing your hand on how much rope the guy's going to get, especially early on in the season. I I just think you have to, for the sake of your team, for the sake of competing, Uh, you have to put it all on the table. Yeah, and and I like that. I like the fact that you want to win. It doesn't matter how much the guy's making. We, we're, we're here to win games again into the playoffs and not just hope this guy can bounce back and be the guy he was two seasons ago. Like, he actually yeah, I mean, had a, think, he had a solid end of the season. I guess. I mean, I don't feel like anything was solid last year from Markstrom. I felt like he was battling himself the entire way through. Hmm. And And here's the other thing I would say is, you owe it to the rest of your franchise, your fan base, and you owe it to the guys that you're trying to send a message to and re-sign that we're not monkeying around here. I wanted to ask you about the Anaheim Ducks as well. Um, they've got the Zegris. They've got Drysdale. Is anything going to get solved here before preseason games start getting played and does it matter for the ducks does this season matter for the ducks is that what and I heard yeah i'm and like basically in a nutshell well i'm saying like drysdale has very little leverage so eventually he's probably just going to sign what he gets and i'm expecting a bridge deal and i'm expecting the same for zegris does it matter if they're there for camp because the ducks are going to be one of the worst teams in the nhl this year i think it matters from from drysdale's perspective more than zegris Look, he's coming off of a significant injury-filled campaign where he only played eight games. And this is a guy that was thought of a couple years ago as a bright, shining star on the Anaheim Ducks' back end that there's not question marks. It's just when we don't see you for most of a whole year, like that becomes a natural thing. Um, for like, Here's the thing. I don't... Over, I don't want to overstate this, but my thing when looking at these two contractual situations is I think it just sends a message about what kind of a grinder Pat Verbeek is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's anything more than that. I think when you look at the deal that Troy Terry got, $7 million a year, uh, you get him to sign long-term, and I you, you can practically hear Pat Verbeek turning around to Trevor Zegers and saying, Okay, Troy Terry is our best player. He took seven. That means we need to get you in at 6.9 and set up a team salary cap structure. And Zegers is like, hold on a second. I'm 22. I've got back-to-back 60-point seasons. I'm one of the up-and-coming faces of the league in terms of young, creative, dynamic offensive players. And you want me to get in line? 
not happening. So he's looking at, instead of an eight-year deal, he's looking at a two- or a three-year deal because the bridge is the only way to make any progress in these negotiations since they're not willing to come together on a number. I just wonder, what what do you project Trevor Zegers to be? Like you mentioned, the back-to-back 60-point seasons. The guy's only 22. Where is he going to be? Is he going to be a player who one day is top 10 in NHL scoring? Is he going to be a good two-way player? How do you project Trevor Zegers? I think part of what he has, that dynamic game, is so it, you can't teach it, you can't buy it, and it's such a unique skill, and it's powerful to have. But at the same time, I think what his game is missing is part of what I was just talking about uh, with Pat Verbeek. He's missing the grind. He's missing the other end of the ice. And I think it's it's easy to get lost in the highlight reel and, and notice all the special things that he does, which are, again, important and not everyone can do. But not all of those help you win hockey games. So I think there's a maturity factor that's at play with Trevor Zegras and I'm not knocking him. I think it's a natural thing that anyone who's 22 years old, this is a, this is the type of conversation that they have um, right about now in their career. So he's got a lot of room to grow and I think he can get there and be more of an impactful player at both ends of the ice. Um, but at the same time, that skill that he harnesses, I, I wouldn't put it out of his reach to, to be a top 10 scorer in the league. I think it's hard to, to come to the league and do what he has, um, especially on a really bad team with a lack of support. Frank, are we headed to Connor Hallibuck if he wants his money, is just going to eventually stay in Winnipeg? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that he's no, – and no one from the Jets has publicly acknowledged this. I'm pretty sure he's told them that he doesn't plan on re-signing there. So then the next question that you have is, okay, so if he's not in Winnipeg, who's going to pay him on the open market? I would say to that, let's see how this year's experiments go. And I'm looking at you, Los Angeles Kings, not saying he could go there. Right. This is a copycat league. And people saw the Vegas Golden Knights win last year without spending on goaltending. And the Kings are like, oh, hold on, hold our beer. We got this. Right. Going Cam Talbot a million bucks and Phoenix Copley one five. That's interesting just, stuff. <laughs> interesting it's stuff. Be fascinating. I can't like we're They're... talking like thirteen years ago that you saw a team spend that little money on goaltending. Yep. And actually do anything. Yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels between goaltending in the NHL and the running back in the NFL. Like it's yep. a super important position, but teams are like, eh, I don't want to pay for it. Yeah, but there's a difference though in that. One's a projectile. <laughs> well, yeah, one's a human battering ram. Yeah. Uh, yes. I would say um, it's really an injury factor. They know that these guys don't hold up. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, are there goalie injuries year in and year out? Of course, but I don't think um, anyone's the like, goalies play late into their careers, routinely into their mid thirties and beyond. Yeah. I just mentioned Cam Talbot, so it's an interesting thought but i don't know if it directly parallels uh frank cervalli nhl insider daily face off when are you coming to calgary uh next week one week from today let's do it uh let's get together let's have some drinks uh let's do maybe, it maybe maybe next thursday i will i'll see if i can make it in I, I know i'm coming down from edmonton i'll see if i can make it down 
and and join you Ooh. in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown. Wow. wow, in studio, Frank Saravalli. Maybe. Let's go. If, okay. if not Thursday, then it could be Friday. Okay, I'm excited. You want to do the whole hour then? Can you do an no. hour? No. Oh, all right. That was a hard pass. Like I again, no is one of my favorite words in uh, the dictionary. Thanks for this, yeah. pal. Have a good one. There he is. Uh, Frank Cervalli on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Podcast Hotline. Straight ahead, Ross Tucker, NFL on CBS, Ross Tucker Podcast. Also, to win tickets to that Heritage Classic that's going down in Edmonton next month, give us your hottest training camp Flames takes. 960, 960, name and location. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan.